I'm Katie J. And I'm Katie H. Welcome to the Katie's. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so good. good. We've had a productive morning. Yes, we have. Yeah. This is our third episode of the morning. It's true. So you're getting this the is best we, version of <laughs> This is when we get into our silly, goofy mood. This is when we really start getting comfy. Yes. It's my favorite episode. It's, yeah. They're a nightmare to edit, <laughs> but they're so fun to listen to. <laughs> they really are way more fun to listen to. They're more fun sure. to record, too. It's just, it's just hard. Mornings are hard. Yeah, mornings. You can usually probably tell if you're, like, listening to an episode and you're like, this is kind of dry it's our first yeah <laughs> and, then, and sometimes it's like actually early like we've yes been awake super early or writing something last minute and yeah it's like, oh, okay no I know I like got up this morning early to write the last episode that we <laughs> just recorded and yeah so I'm tired but that contributes to a really fun <laughs> really fun third episode we'll say love it uh but how are you Katie I'm good. I'm good. I'm pregnant. I'm tired. You are. I am. Yes. You can see my giant belly hanging over my pants right now. Um, Yeah. I'm just, I'm getting ready. Only got a couple weeks of work left, which is really crazy. And like, like, take your job. Seriously. Well, I'm like, actually for real this time, which is super nice to not have to worry about anything and to know that it's in good hands and I don't have to worry about like, getting back to it in the yeah. same way and it's just I'm I'm excited about that it feels like time we've just been getting ready and there have been lots of stressful situations just in life and ministry ministry stressful <laughs> people <laughs> yes people are difficult <laughs> yes yeah and it's just been stretching me a lot and I'm I'm tired I'm really tired of you know it's emotional tired and physical yeah. tired and all of it, but here we are, and, you know, life's good. Yeah. How about you, Katie? Um, I've been living my best life. <laughs> yeah, you really have. She's, like, practically unemployed, yeah. <laughs> going on vacations. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I basically am unemployed. I've just been, like, living it up with my friends literally every single day. Um, you post all your fun things, and you're, like, at the yeah. beach, and then you're, like, at dinner, and you're doing all these things, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's a great time. It is. And also me and two of my best friends, we all turned 21 this month. And so we've been like going out and having like a, a fun time for each of our birthdays. Just like going out to dinner and nothing crazy. I was I say, do you want to clarify I what like, you're talking about? I made about? that sound literally <laughs> just going out to dinner. But um, it's been really fun. It, birthdays are just fun. So that's Yeah. It's, I mean, you all have birthdays within like what, three weeks of each other? Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. So it's... Um, it's been a good time and we wanted to let you guys know too that we there's just been like so much going on mm-hmm. and people out of town and different things happening yeah. that for the next like few weeks we might have a bit of a staggered release schedule yeah um it'll be a little funky a little bit funky so yeah. um we'll keep you updated on our instagram mm-hmm. let you know when things are releasing but we have not forgotten or fallen off the face of the earth. And we do have a bunch in the pocket already for maternity leave. So yes. those will be consistent at the very least. And we're just doing our best to get all of it prepped for you. Yes, absolutely. So hang tight with us. We'll still be putting out some fun content, but just not as 
on the nose. <laughs> as, yeah. As we have been. So yeah. um, Katie has to go on vacation, I, I guess. You know, going on an 11 day <laughs> vacation, which is so, so long. Fun. <laughs> so yeah. fun. But so long. We are going to jump in. <laughs> We're talking about something really exciting today. <laughs> we are talking about something absolutely thrilling. We're talking about apathy. Woohoo. <laughs> yeah, we're like, how do we <laughs> introduce yeah. an episode on apathy? So we're talking about apathy, but also zeal, and we'll get into that. And it's it's good, and it's um, something that we need to talk about because this is something that's so, so easy to fall into. Oh, um, yeah. I was telling Katie that this is like an episode I've, I'm pulling from like a message I had written for like my ninth and 10th graders that I uh, occasionally speak to on Sunday mornings. Um, and I had written it as like a passive aggressive <laughs> like message because if you've ever spoken to a room of high schoolers at like 10 a.m., you know, like you're not getting an ounce, <laughs> an ounce of response. Um, but unless you're just amazing and fantastic like Matt Foreman, I'm sure he always gets you know, raving reviews after each of his. Yeah, Katie was mentioning this before we started recording and he called it her user error. Yeah, so. he goes, user error. <laughs> so, um, anyways, maybe you're like, I've never had that experience. Well then, aren't you just better than the rest of us? <laughs> um, Must but, be nice up there on your high horse. Yes. If you, you know high schoolers, you know the major whatever attitude and that's kind of how I introduced it to them is like this, um, <laughs> just this grand, whatever that you put over life so I think it's so easy to be excited about everything else in our life I think about um just like hobbies or even like shows mm -hmm. people get like so stoked about like the newest season of whatever or like what's going to be coming out next mm -hmm. and they like build their lives around like these movies and shows and yeah. hobbies and interests and whatever it is where it's like you know that they're excited about it like you hang out with them they're talking about it they're probably posting about it on Instagram they like there's all of these things all these indicators <laughs> that they are super into whatever they're talking about and um I would i feel confident making the claim that we see that way less, if at all, with our relationship with the Lord. And I, I know it's not as black and white. It's a little bit more nuanced than I'm making it sound. But really, genuinely, should people know more about your excitement for uh, Gilmore Girls <laughs> than your excitement about the Lord? That is something for you to ponder on. And if you're like, I don't care about Gilmore Girls, insert a different show. Grow up. Think about it for yourself. Insert or, a different show. <laughs> I mean, or even just like Major League Baseball. Or yeah. Like whatever that thing exactly. is where it's like it's your it's your everything. It's your yeah. focus. You're consumed by it. Yeah. Um, so apathy, while it is like a widespread issue, is mostly an issue we see within our relationship with the Lord because we are capable of being excited and um, like stoked about other things. So why not here? Why is it so easy to be excited and passionate about things that in the long run don't matter, but hard to hard not to be apathetic about our walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. And uh, that's something I want you guys to be thinking about while you're listening, but also after, because I think some 
other answers you could come up with to that are indicators of what maybe needs to be worked on in your relationship with the Lord. Like, why is Mm -hmm. it so easy for me to not care about these things or to not share about it and not to be excited? But I want to define apathy, just dictionary definition it, um, but it's not interested or concerned, indifferent or unresponsive. So truly the whatever attitude, just, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't care. And I think people maybe adopt this attitude sometimes because they don't want to be controversial. Um, So, you know, you don't want to take a stance on an issue. And so you, I don't know, whatever, like whatever you think, or I'll, I'll default to whatever the popular consensus is in this issue or whatever it is, but that is apathy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we were talking a little bit about this at our home group last night. Yeah. Will was talking about, he was actually talking about like how to study the Bible, but we were, talking about like understanding the different like genres of like books of the Bible. And even within different books, there's different genres and all these different things. And like, why does it matter? And like getting into the nitty gritty and people had a lot of like specific questions and all this stuff. And then we were kind of reflecting on like, it can seem so overwhelming. Yeah, Like there's, there's just too much. I, I have so much to do. I, I have, I don't even know where to start, you know, like that. I think a lot of times we look at our walk with the Lord that way that we can like over, overcomplicate it or, or rightly be aware of the things that we do need to put effort into or work on. And it seems overwhelming because of whatever importance we place on it or whatever. Yeah. And we just would rather not try than like, it's that weird perfectionism thing where it's like, you're a perfectionist. And so you'd rather just not start something, Mm -hmm. you know, or like, I totally get uh, it. Yeah. (laughs) Like those kind of, those kind of perspectives in life. Like I, I think sometimes we, it's the classic, like, why can't I do the things I want to do? Yeah. And why do I do the things that I don't want to do? Yeah. Like constantly it's, it, this is like going to be a tug of war back and forth in your life as a Christian. Like yeah. it just is. And we need to have tools to approach it and we need to know what God thinks and be steadfast and diligent and prepared to do things when we don't feel like it and Absolutely. all the above. Absolutely. Um, I have another question that I want maybe for you and I to discuss, but also for people to just be thinking about. And that is, what do you think it looks like when someone lets apathy slip into their walk with the Lord or become a a regular part of their life? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think we'll spend a majority of this episode talking about that. Yeah. But I just want to give an opportunity for us to kind of pause and talk yeah. about the effects we see of um, what does that even look like practically for apathy to have slipped into your walk with the Lord? Yeah, I I think I, one of the first things I I think of in my own like life with the Lord has been like anxiety or overwhelm. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm apathetic about spending time with God or spending time in his word or um being in church or you know things like that, my personality is that I tend to take everything on myself and you know, like for like lose perspective on who's actually like in control and what actually I'm asked, what is asked of me. Mm-hmm. And I like start to just feel the weight of the world and yeah. like get completely overwhelmed and anxious. And I think other people can probably relate to that too, but that's yeah. a big one for me. Do you have anything that you thought of right away? Yeah. I mean, I just think about you start to see just ineffective Christian lives. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? People mm-hmm. com- who have completely neutered their faith because they've decided they're not going to stand for anything. Yeah. And they're going to live in that apathy. And there was a, a poster up on the wall in my 
math classroom when I was in junior high <laughs> that said, uh, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's a quote by some famous person, whatever. Yeah. But um, <laughs> <laughs> There's like a bird hanging upside down. <laughs> literally. Like, <laughs> literally. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what I mean. Yes. Like, <laughs> it's the, the classroom posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's like a philosopher quote. (laughs) There's like cardboard cutouts of like kids holding hands on it. No, but like really that is what I picture when I think of apathy is you don't stand for anything. You cannot be bothered to care and you are going to fall for any scheme that the enemy comes up with. And it's going to be easy for him to come up with a scheme because you don't have any convictions. (laughs) And so I think that it, it shows itself in ineffective Christian walks. Yeah, and absolutely. Um, yeah, that's no, broad, no, no but, power of the Holy Spirit and seen in your life. And yeah, no, no fruit, no fruit in any way. Yeah, yeah. So I want you guys to be thinking about that, but also I want to move into what does God think of apathy. I'm going to read Romans 12, 9 through 13. It says, Love must be sincere, hate what is evil, cling to what is good, be devoted to one another in love, honor one another above yourselves, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, share with the Lord's people who are in need, practice hospitality. So we see an action full, (laughs) action full, (laughs) full of action life Mm -hmm. laid out for us here. Obviously, this is talking about love and honoring one another, but I want to kind of focus on verse 11 where it says, never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. And so that we see a direction here in order to keep your spiritual fervor, you ought to be serving the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, And then we see even further instruction about being joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer, sharing with the Lord's people who are in need, practicing hospitality. There's all of these directives for us to look at. That is what a not apathetic life looks like. But it's very specific here when it says never be lacking in zeal. That is a command, Mm -hmm. never be lacking in zeal. Revelation 3, 15 through 16 says, I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. So that's, you know, God talking and you didn't choose. You didn't choose to be hot or cold. You were lukewarm. And so I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's serious. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, that's not like a, mm, you should probably figure that out. That's a, you... We're done. Yeah. Like you're lukewarm, we're done. And you have to decide whether you are hot or cold. Uh, Zephaniah 1, 12 through 13 says, At that time I will search Jerusalem with lamps, and I will punish the men who are complacent, those who say in their hearts, The Lord will not do good, nor will he do ill. Their goods shall be plundered and their houses laid waste. Though they build houses, they shall not inhabit them. Though they plant vineyards, they shall not drink wine from them. So this is talking about, um, you know, these people who say in their hearts that the Lord is not, he won't do good, nor will he do ill. Like, whatever. God doesn't have an opinion. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care what we do. And and it says he will punish the men who are complacent. Um, That complacency and apathy are very much heavily intertwined. Yeah. And uh, apathy produces 
complacency, yeah. kind of like I was talking about. It's that ineffective life, no fruit, no echo, and it's just complacency. Yeah. And there is consequences from the Lord. Yeah. From, because of that, he will spit you out of his mouth. Your goods will be plundered, your house laid to waste. You won't inhabit the houses you build. You won't reap from your vineyards. Like you won't live, you won't live a fruitful and blessed life if you operate out of apathy. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I really fast. Yeah. I was thinking about this when you were reading these scriptures, and I want to read a little bit more out of Revelation three. Yeah, just because I think it's it's helpful and it gives us some more context to like, what does this look like? Why does it happen? Yeah, you know, um, and so just some context here that this is um, the angel of the Lord, like speaking to these different churches um, in this apocalyptic literature. Right. And um, so he's like riding to the church in Laodicea and I'm going to start in 15 again. I know your works. You are neither hot nor cold. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth for you say, I am rich. I have prospered. I need nothing not realizing that you are wretched, pitiable, poor, Mm. blind, and naked. I counsel you to buy from me gold refined by fire so that you may be rich and white garments so that you may clothe yourself and the shame of your nakedness may not be seen and salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see. Those whom I love, I reprove and discipline. So be zealous and repent. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and to eat with him and he with me. And something I think that's so, so that's through verse uh, 20. Mm -hmm. Like they are lukewarm because they are comfortable in their riches and their self-sufficiency and their goodness and all of these things. I think that's a very easy trap to fall into as believers, Um, especially if we're like, you know, checking off all the boxes, doing all the right things. Also, we live in the world we live in and we have so much more than we need. Yeah. Um, and we forget like that in our like natural state, like before the Lord, like we were just as in need of salvation as like anyone else. Yeah. And like he's saying here, like you have this ability to like provide for yourself, but what you need is my gold, my like things of value refined by fire. You need my white garments. So you need my forgiveness and my salvation, my covering over you to make you clean. You can't do that for yourself. And I'm going to like, you have my salve to anoint your eyes so that you may see like, your only ability to understand or perceive your situation correctly is like when you know you're dependent on me for it. And he's saying like, why be afraid of discipline? Like why be afraid of correction or struggle or like toil in this life when I discipline and reprove those who I love? Mm -hmm. Like if I'm not, if you are not open to my discipline, like you are also not open to my love. Like you're not open to receiving the like fullness of life that I have for you. And so- Like our zealousy and repentance comes from that like perspective, that that correct assessment of who God is and who we are. Yeah. And um, not like an over like flagellation of like, yeah. I am the worst and wretched and all these things. Because if you're a Christian, like you have been saved, you've been covered by the blood of Jesus, yeah. like you are made new and also like getting haughty in that position and comfortable in that position and not seeing your need for forgiveness and not seeing anymore the like urgency of Mm -hmm. like sharing that with other people like it makes us complacent and um 
when we value our comfort over like our sanctification, then we miss the point and we displease God. Yeah. So, I mean, even, you know, in this passage, it's saying like, you're comfortable in all these things. You think you're fine. Um, but you're naked and embarrassing, mm-hmm. honestly, and you're not going to be anything but that until you take on a, a passion for the Lord. Right. <laughs> and you're, and you're naked and embarrassing because of your pride and your foolishness. Yes, like exactly. those, those things, like you failing to see this for what yes. it is, is humiliating. Like it's, it's not what you think it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you're, you don't look cool right now. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. No, I think that's great. But what do we do about apathy? So mm-hmm. we've we now know that this is an issue. We see it in our own lives. We see it in areas of our walks with the Lord. So what what do we bring in in place? And that is zeal. Zeal is the opposite of apathy. And I'm going to read another good old dictionary definition. Um, and it's fervor for a person, cause, or object, eager desire or endeavor, and enthusiastic diligence. Um, and I love that, the enthusiastic diligence, because that is the zeal that we ought to have for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a great term to stand in contrast to apathy because it suggests not only a life of action, which mm-hmm. combats apathy. Yeah, diligence, which is not a sexy word. <laughs> right, right. right. Um, but also of joy and excitement. So we it, we put in the hard work, <laughs> we work diligently, but it's also enthusiastic, which implies joy and excitement. So we have this life of hard work ahead of us. And we've talked about how work is not a, a curse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where hard work is what is called of us and it's good. Mm-hmm. So we have this life set, you know, set before us of work. We have the joy and excitement of the Lord. And so that is where this zeal comes in. It's a passion for God and it's a passion for his kingdom. Um, <clears throat> there is joy and excitement in a relationship with the Lord and we should be acting in a way that reflects that. Mm -hmm. Does apathy reflect that or does a life of zeal reflect that? Obviously that life of zeal reflects the inward passion and joy we should be feeling towards the Lord. Mm -hmm. Um, Our lives should be marked by this. People should be able to tell there's something different about you. If you're living in apathy, you're living in complacency like we've been talking about and nobody can tell that you are different from the world. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're living with this zeal, it's you're going to have that enthusiastic diligence which sets you aside from the rest of the world. Titus 2:14 says, "Who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself a people for his own possession who are zealous for good works." So, this God has set us aside to be zealous for good works. We are to be zealous members of the kingdom. God wants us to be people who are zealous for the things that he has deemed good and beautiful and righteous. Mm -hmm. And so what does the life of someone who is zealous look like? Mm -hmm. They don't ignore the needs of others, but intervene when they discover a need. How, you know, how, you know, it's easier to be apathetic towards the needy because apathy never requires anything of you. Yeah. So um, when you're living a life of apathy, it's great. No, nobody, <laughs> nobody needs anything from you ever because you don't notice and you don't mm-hmm. care. But when you live this zealous life for the Lord, you're going to recognize the needs of others and be eager to fill it because of that eager diligence. A life of somebody who is zealous multiplies the kingdom. Someone who is zealous will not be hiding the joy of their salvation, but will be sharing it with those who they encounter. Their relationship with the Lord will not be a secret. Mm -hmm. It cannot be a secret. 
When you are truly zealous about something, you cannot keep it a secret. Um, they are hard workers. They are enthusiastically diligent. Someone who is apathetic does not care about their work and therefore does a poor job. However, we are called to do our work as unto the Lord. So we see the life of someone living with the zeal of the Lord is it, it multiplies. It, yeah. you know, expands the kingdom. They work harder. They help the needy. They do all of these things that a life of apathy just does not allow for because you don't recognize the needs and you don't have a desire to expand the kingdom. So how do we combat apathy and take on zeal? First thing is just know God's word. It's hard to be apathetic when you know the wills and the wishes of the Lord. <laughs> you know, when you are apathetic, it's because you're like, whatever, I don't really care. But it, when you're spending time in the word, you know what's right and wrong. So you do care <laughs> yeah. because there, it's so clear what um, you should and shouldn't be doing or what other people should and shouldn't be doing. Then the Holy Spirit is also within you and helping you make these calls. And it's just impossible to be complacent when you know the word of God. Yeah. And zeal is like hunger. Yeah. And so much of our like hunger and our taste is based on what we feed ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and like, if you're not feeding yourselves the word of God, like that verse in Titus, so good. And that like zeal for good works, that, that word for zeal is like, is hunger and like craving in order to like uphold or defend or like promote those good works. Right. And you can't like fake hunger. You can't fake <laughs> appetite, but you can develop appetite and you can develop hunger. And naturally what we're going to be hungry for is like feeding our own flesh and our own desires or, um, if we're just like passively allowing everything to come through the filter of our mind and our eyes and our, you know, we're just letting everything in, um, our like mind is going to be divided. Our hearts are going to be divided. Our appetite is going to be divided. And if we are like carefully guarding like the gates of our life <laughs> and we're carefully guarding what we're feeding ourselves and it is first and foremost, like the word of God and the things of his kingdom, that's the stuff that we we want and we want to see and we're adamant about defending and upholding. And um, it's not an accident that anyone is zealous for yeah. for that which is truly good. Like it's it's a it's a gift and it's also something that is cultivated. Yeah. Like over time. Absolutely. Um, the next thing is pray that the Lord would increase your enthusiasm for him and his kingdom. That's a prayer he wants to answer and he will answer. Yeah, what a great prayer. But he's like, uh, yep. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> like uh, say less. Yes. Um, he's going to give you opportunities to be enthusiastic for him. Picturing God saying, say less. <laughs> say less, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry, God. It's like those TikToks of the like Gen Z worship. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> oh, I can't. Too much, too much. Anyways, um, this third one is just surround yourself with people who are zealous for the Lord. When we surround ourselves with apathetic people, it's hard to be anything but apathetic with them. Yeah. You know, bad company corrupts good morals. It's simple. It's all this time. Mm -hmm. We don't need to beat it to death. But And surrounding yourself or just being purposeful to find community and groups and friends that are like going hard after the things that you also want to go after in yeah. your life. Like it just makes, it takes so much of the burden off. It makes it so much yeah. easier. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then uh, this last one, which I think is really important, is B, 
Be diligent without the warm and fuzzy feelings. God rewards obedience, not feelings. So even before you, quote, feel zealous, <laughs> be diligent in your work and relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. God will give you a joy and a passion for the things you do diligently. Yeah. And this applies to so many different areas in life, but don't wait for the feeling to strike mm -hmm. of like, oh, I feel zealous right now. And so then I'm going to, it's going to produce these good works. You work diligently. Be steadfast mm -hmm. in your walk with the Lord. And that zeal is going to be a natural byproduct of your obedience. Mm -hmm. And God's going to reward that. Um, and that is that should be so comforting to each of us to know that we don't have to muster up this feeling. Because for me, I'm a naturally excited person. I, you know, I'm very passionate about things. I really enjoy, you know, time with the Lord. It's easy for me to appear zealous <laughs> about these things. Um, but I know people that that is not their disposition and that is okay mm -hmm. because zeal isn't me jumping up and down and, you know, clapping my hands at God. Like yeah. that's not what it is. And being excited about new things and, you right. know, like that's all great. Yeah. But it's not, it's not what sustains you. No. Yeah. So it it's that steadfast relationship with the Lord that produces zeal for him and his word and his kingdom and its expansion and, um, this is vitally important. And I even think about, this is a little bit of a sidebar, but I think it, we can go into it is apathy just destroys relationships. Yeah. Like friendships, you know, dating relationships, marriages. When you see apathy creep in mm -hmm. um, for your fellow man, yeah. it's a nasty game. You know, I've seen, obviously I'm more in touch with the, the women's side of this, but I see women just absolutely wrecked by the apathy of their boyfriends or their husbands where they just feel utterly unloved <laughs> and yeah. completely cast aside or so insecure or they are having to take on this leading role that they shouldn't have had to and all of this stuff. And that is, it's such a devastating thing to watch. Um, and I think that that apathy has to be rooted in an apathy for the Lord. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if you are zealous about the Lord, you are not going to be apathetic about uh, the people in your life or apathetic about life, period. And so I think that there's just some very practical, real world application or also just things that you can observe about apathy by watching relationships and friendships unfold. Yeah. It all goes hand in hand, doesn't it? Where we know... I don't know anyone that would argue that like apathy in any type of relationship is a bad thing mm -hmm. and a bad sign and yeah. something that has to be worked through or, you know, I think most people too would, would say like in a, in a marriage or in a friendship or yeah. whatever that like most often like it's, it's good to <laughs> push past your feelings and at least make yeah. an effort, you know? But for some reason, we, like, don't hold those same, like, standards for our relationship with the Lord where yeah. we know that our nature as human beings is to forget. Like, it makes me think of the remembrance episode. And, like, our tendency, our nature, the thing we're always going to fall into without any tending or work is going to be apathy and forgetfulness and yeah. laziness and all of those things. Like, that's just, that's what we do. No one just, like, falls into... <laughs> great success and diligence and anything like that. So like we, for some reason though, are so quick to give up on 
expectations and willingness to work like in our relationship with the Lord and like it should be different somehow and that it should just come naturally and it's mm-hmm. like that's that's not our nature like that's yeah that's part of the fall that's part of like this this barrier and this struggle that we have like where the consequences of sin mean that we do have to toil in our relationships with man and with God himself and that you know the the gift of Jesus and his sacrifice on the cross is that there he has made the way that there, like yeah. he has done everything on his part to offer us everything that we need <laughs> to have relationship and intimacy with him. And all that is required is, is faith and is belief and effort on our part. And like, yeah. it's just, we have different expectations for some reason, <laughs> but yeah. like God should just make us feel this way all the time. And it's like, well, he's actually done everything yeah. <laughs> necessary. <laughs> and so literally like, and beyond. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it's like, if we can, if we can marry someone, like if we can love someone so much and mm-hmm. feel all those incredible feelings and know without a shadow of a doubt that we want to be with that person and a year down the road, be in a fight that's so intense that it's like, I could never see you again. Yeah. Like <laughs> that's a pretty intense relationship to, to feel that way. Yeah. Obviously there's going to be ups and downs in a relationship with the Lord. Mm-hmm. And you, if we don't have a, determination to be diligent and to do things that are quite like if you had a marriage that was struggling yeah you're not just gonna lay there and be like well like it's someone's gotta fix it yeah. like y- you could yeah, do that but you know where it it's gonna end like it's, yeah. it's gonna end and so you could say instead like all right let's let's spend time together let's have hard conversations mm-hmm. let's enjoy each other again and learn what that looks like and like all those things like you would you wouldn't take practical steps and there's practical steps like in a relationship with the lord too so yeah i'm just agreeing with everything you were saying yeah 100 percent. but i kind of want to close out this episode with a a a bold statement but i don't think it's incorrect (laughs) that apathy will ruin your life (laughs) yeah it will ruin your life and it is no small thing to be shrugged off this is something that if you recognize in your life it's it you've been blessed with an opportunity to fix it yeah. Um, because the the consequences are catastrophic of living a genuinely apathetic life. And so uh, that's kind of what I want to leave you with (laughs) on a real upper Mm -hmm. Um, on this grand episode about apathy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But if you have any questions, please reach out to us on Instagram at the Katie's podcast or via email at the Katie's podcast at gmail.com. Um, It's been great talking to you. And that's all for today, folks. That is all. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.